0: This episode of How I Built It is brought to you by two great sponsors. The first is our season-long sponsor. Liquid Web has been best known as a managed hosting company with tons of options. It's also designed a managed WordPress offering that is perfect for mission-critical sites. If you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptimes and incredible support, Liquid Web is the partner you've been looking for. Every Liquid Web Managed WordPress customer has iTheme Sync integrated into their managed portal, allowing them to update several sites with a single touch. Liquid Web hosts all of my critical websites, and I couldn't be happier with them. If you sign up today using the discount code HowIBuiltIt33, you get 33% off for the next six months. Visit buildpodcast.net slash liquid to get started. That's buildpodcast.net net liquid it's also brought to you by WP site care WP site care is the premier support and maintenance service for high profile bloggers and small businesses they get technology out of your way so you can focus on doing the things you love with custom packages built to meet your specific needs their team learns what you need to prosper in your online business and then they get to work to help you be successful WP Site Care loves working with creative and advertising agencies to fill in the gaps for technology and WordPress expertise. Share the offer code built with your friends and clients to save 20% on their protect or professional packages. Or if you need something more specialized, contact them at any time at hello at WPSiteCare.com and they're happy to help. That's offer code built for 20% off any annual plan, and they've got two. So if you've got a blog or small business site that you need to protect, head over to buildpodcast.net slash protect for their protect plan, or buildpodcast.net slash pro if you need something a little more advanced. Now I'm real excited for today's guest, Kiko Doran, who's a veteran, a developer, a musician, a teacher, and so much more. In this incredibly interesting interview, Kiko and I talk all about how he created the iBook, Learn Pharrell Williams Happy for Tooniversity. We talk about this innovative new idea and how it evolved, what it was like working on this high profile project with people like Apple and Pharrell, breaking the music down, learning iBooks author, and so much more. So make sure to check this episode out. We also did an extended 17-minute interview for Patreon backers only, so if you want to listen to that, head over to patreon.com slash howibuiltit. And now, on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, I'm very excited to talk to Kiko Doran, who helped develop, or maybe mostly developed, uh, a book called University" on iBooks. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that today. But Kiko first, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with that project?
1: A little about myself. I consider myself kind of a lifetime learner. I think that people when they ask me what I do for a living, I always say that's like one of the hardest questions you can ask me but mm-hmm. I like to I like to dig think, take things apart and put them back together and help people you know meet strategic goals for their business i come from a military background, but I was a strategic war planner. And I really understand strategy and tactical implementations of strategy very well. Went on to get an MBA and have been running my own consulting business for 10 years now, just over 10 years.
0: Wow, that's, that's incredible. So you were a strategic, can you repeat that one more time, what you did in the military?
1: I was a strategic war
0: planner. Nice. Uh, So yeah, so what did that entail? And how do you think that's helped you in running your business? As much as you could talk about
1: well it did yeah i mean it entails like we would i was a air to ground targeter so i would pick targets but we would look at national level objectives so i mean it, it's great planning it's great training for running a business because if you don't if it doesn't fit an objective then you can't create a tactical implementation you don't blow up a building if it doesn't fit an, an objective above that so it really was great training for, you know, how to develop strategy and how to make sure that everything that you do fits into that strategy and make sure that you hit the objectives that you're setting out for.
0: Man, that's that's wild. That's incredibly interesting. So, and as we're going to find out more, you you have a pretty diverse background in a bunch of things from that to the project today, which is uh, working on a project called Tooniversity, right? And this is not uh, something that you came up with, but it's something that you were kind of brought on to, to do is that right
1: Yeah well initially I was actually brought on to do the web page about almost 2 years ago oh. so it was a different product at that point it was a plugin when I, I I built it with a friend of mine named Brent Paschke. we went to music school together 25 years ago in Minneapolis and I've always been sort of a recreational musician but I have a lot of friends that have gone on to do great things in music but I loved music and it was really the first place that I found a passion for learning both on my own. When I was in high school learning to play guitar on my own and tearing apart songs. And then after high school, going to music school it was the first time that I was really like eager to learn and go to school every day and try to pull things apart. Although I didn't really want to be a musician for a career. I still, you know, I have tons of friends that do it and at different varying times of my life, I've played in bands that played 75 times a year and, you know, Bunch of different stuff, but the music part of it, like it's always been there for me. And another job I had in the military was creating curriculum. So it was a real natural, natural blend to bring kind of some of my background and the programming stuff from the WordPress world, too, to bring all that together into an iBook. So when I, when I first told my mom I was going to go to music school, she said, what kind of effing job are you going to get with that? So then when I started working on this project, I called my mom and told her about it. And she was like, oh, my God, it's crazy. But without music school, I wouldn't have done this. So
0: Yeah, right. Because as we're going to find out, like the, the book is uh, – is the
1: book called Tooniversity? The book is called Learn Pharrell Williams Happy. Okay, okay cool. Tuniversity is the brand that will create many books. Gotcha.
0: So, so this is the first of many. That was something I was going to ask. So, and in it, you in in the this first book in the series, you actually break down the the song Happy, how it's put together, the background melodies, and choosing the lyrics and stuff like that, and then you rebuild it in GarageBand. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. We break the book into three sections. The first section we like to call "Inside the Mind of the Creator." So we have videos with Pharrell where he talks about his inspiration for the song, how he wrote the lyrics for the song, and then the creative starting point, which I think is something that's super important, no matter whether you're writing music or writing a term paper in college, right? Like, what, what's the first thing you put on the paper? Like, how do you get started? And then it all kind of flows from there. But just picking an idea and moving forward. So that, I just figured, like, what are the things that I want to know from an artist about the song that they create. And I think that those are three super valid things. The inspiration, you know, can come from anywhere. The lyrics can come from anywhere as well. But that creative starting point, it could be a poem, it could be, you know, some guitar chords or piano chords, or in Pharrell's case, it's the beat. He starts everything with the beat pretty much, but definitely happy.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's exactly right. Even on projects where I know generally what I need to do, right? I have the end goal in mind. I always have a hard time Starting somewhere, right? Like, what do I do first? Do I like get the plug-in boilerplate, or do I like mock it up in a in Photoshop or what? -er? So it's very cool seeing that that process broken down. So with that, and I think you touched on this a little bit. It's it was something that started off as a two-year project, and you worked with Pharrell primarily. But um, what kind of research did you do for the project?
1: Well, the research—I mean, people ask when the project started, and I—I I always joke the project started when I was 14 years old and I learned how to play "Smoke on the Water" on the guitar because it's really a big thing. So, we first when we first started this, we were we worked with an author who was like known to be you know a, a, a you know one of the thought leaders in music education, and he's been a you know publisher for guitar magazines, and he understands music better than I do. But the problem, I think, we found we hired him. He, it, I shouldn't say problem, it's just that we had kind of a vision for doing things differently. And to just teach music the same way in an iBook wasn't really what we wanted to do. So we hired somebody to write it. And it really like it built up to be this like monstrosity of a book where we wanted a template, but. Where there was so much music theory sprinkled into it that like to teach, you know, the snare drum, which we do it like on one page with probably like 25 words on the page to teach that basic thing. Like you needed like chapters of information to understand what meter was and understand what quarter notes were and beats per minute and all the stuff that that isn't really the exciting part for somebody who says i want to learn music. They don't really want to learn music theory. They want to learn music and they just want to be able to make music. And that's the way I learned how to play guitar. So I just took that and brought that back to now instead of it being an instrument like a guitar, we just took it and made GarageBand the instrument because GarageBand has all these instruments in there. So I mean to teach this to teach music you need the instruction you need an instrument and you need a way to record that instrument to teach production of music. And GarageBand gave it, or the iPad gave us all of that with iBooks author, GarageBand, and just the iPad itself. So all we had to do was create the instruction around it. But it was more of a whittling away of things. The first book that we had, the first like book that somebody might have said was like a complete book, was like 13 chapters long. And I said, this one's down to three chapters. I looted the first one with the inside the mind. And then the second one, we do deconstruction of the song. First, vertically, we deconstruct the parts of the song. And then we start to deconstruct like, the percussion elements separately, and then we deconstruct the melodic elements separately. And then in the third chapter is the reconstruction where you put all these things back together in GarageBand. But it's very, very simple. It's, it, you have to see it to understand it, because there's never been anything like it. Music being taught in the past through words is not very logical, something that you listen to or perform and then we're trying to explain it with words it's like trying to define emotions through words and it's really hard to hard to connect on that
0: yeah and that's that's a great point and i can totally empathize with that cuz i uh i'm a mostly self-taught drummer uh i'm most would say i'm not very good probably uh but i i love playing and i can't even really read music right i would i have a basic understanding of it but i would listen to songs i would listen to the the drum beats and i would and i would mimic them right and and so i understand as i've gotten older cuz i started playing when i was like 10 or whatever uh, as i've gotten older like i've i've come to understand some of the music theory behind it and and the importance of like syncopation and stuff but When I first started learning, I just wanted to get in there and bang around, right? So, and that's exactly what this book does. I said, I think before we started the interview, I started looking through the book today and uh, it's awesome. Like when you got to the drum part, I was just kind of playing with the drums and like kicking up the tempo all the way and trying things like that. And it's it's very cool the way you've broken it down. But before we get to that, I want to ask, you know, I'm in a couple of mastermind groups and I know that you've probably, you probably worked with a relatively big group on this project. So as much as you can, like what was the group dynamic? Like what was, did you work with people pretty remotely or did you do things on site? Things like that. What what was it like working through features with a, with a group like this?
1: We did kind of a, a fair share of both. Honestly, the person I built the product with Brent Paschke, he lives in Los Angeles. Pharrell's also in Los Angeles and, you know, Pharrell's group, I Am Mother, they helped us a lot. So with that group, I tended to do a lot more in-person stuff with. So I spent a lot of time in Los Angeles in the last year and a half. But then developers and things, we've used people remotely. We worked with Modern Tribe on the design elements of the book and with the webpage. I don't know if you get to check out the webpage, but it's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, great. And so there's a little bit of both. And, you know, Modern Tribe is sort of set up to be a remote group, so it was pretty easy to work with them in that environment. And, and I mean, it really was just the two of us, Brent and I. And Pharrell was there for a lot of a lot of actually networking stuff. He helped us with a lot, and you know, we had a lot of support from Apple to help us make sure that the book worked right and did everything that it needed to do. And you know, super helpful. We found a lot of we pushed iBooks author to the limits, really. So there was there was a lot of a lot of things we had to figure out and Apple was very helpful in getting us through that.
0: Cool. Very cool. And that's a great, uh, that's a great segue into the title question, which is uh, how did you build this? So this was, the book was built in iBooks author.
1: Yeah. The book was completely built in iBooks author. I don't know that there's another way to, I think you can probably import things in, but the book iBooks author was really the only place we could release this book being a WordPress guy, you know, through and through, I definitely want to make things that are accessible to everyone. And the web would be the logical place to teach, you know, something that you want everyone to be able to get at. But the problem is, is that reconstruction piece, trying to put this thing back together and teach, teach the production side, you really need to have GarageBand. And there's just, GarageBand is so far ahead of everyone else in that, in that niche that there was just nowhere else we could do it. And iBooks Author gives us, it's like, you know, in a perfect world, I would bring all of this instruction to the web. But what iBooks Author lets you do is it lets you bring the web to the instruction because you can bring in these HTML5 widgets. So it lets you do multimedia, it lets you do, you know, video, audio, but the HTML widgets are really the game changer. And those are the things in the book that like when you use them, you're like, oh my God, this is great.
0: Yeah. So I noticed that. you So you have, you know, videos, you have clips of Pharrell. Talking through this stuff, the first chapter covers. You have these interactive images where you can press on a thing and it'll bring up a little modal on how part of the Tune Player works. And then you have it, it's called Tune Player, is that right? Am I getting
1: – Yeah, Tuny Player, yeah, we yeah, call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so, and then you have.
1: It's like it's like GIF and JIF. You never yeah. <laughs> say it. You just write it in the book, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you say so, this? What is
0: that? So, and then you have that, which is this interactive thing where you can play through uh different tempos for the snare drum and the bass drum and, and clapping and things like that so uh is that i it's not a flash thing obviously is that like a html5 like canvas thing
1: it's all no it's all javascript nice. html5 it's it's web audio stuff nice and But it's complicated, like it sounds simple, like, oh, we'll just play it at different tempos. But the problem is is that when you take like, say you take the snare drum and the song's at 160 beats per minute, and you just use web audio to reduce the tempo by 50%, it doesn't sound very pleasant. You get all these weird like artifacts in the audio. And you don't even have to change it more than about 10% before it really sounds awful. So what we had to do is we had to dissect that all into little tiny bytes of audio. And then in JavaScript, like through code, you have to then keep track and trigger these things at the same time so that the light blinks at the same time that the sound comes and that it all lines up. So you have to create sort of a, I don't know, it's like an assembly line and you just fill things into that assembly line, but you have to do it in tiny little pieces. And that was the part that eluded us at the first, you know, first go at at it. it and what we figured it out. And now, every no matter what tempo you play it at it sounds awesome
0: yeah and and that's i mean that it's a great little piece of software just right within that because you can turn off like the counting or turn it back on and i know that that syncs up and when you are you have um you know parts where you can bring in like the harmonies and just listen to the harmonies at certain points and when you switch from page to page you can kind of i think within a two-page range you can keep Parts of the player on is what I noticed this morning. So I don't know if that's a bug or what. Yeah, the way,
1: (laughs) no, it's the the way iBooks author, the way HTML5 widgets work. I don't know why they chose to do that. And that's definitely some feedback we'll have for them. But I think that it should stop as soon as you flip the page. But the way they stop is you have to flip two pages and on the second page it stops it. But it seems like it should be something that's sort of variable, Mm -hmm. but it's not a variable in the software. So you just are kind of stuck with that default two page motion, but.
0: Gotcha, gotcha.
1: But usually, most people we find hit pause before they move on. But if you, that's kind of the best practice, just stop it and then move to the next page. Nice,
0: nice. And so, I don't
1: know if you got to mess with the last widget. The last widget is the one I'm really the most proud of, and that's the keyboard. I don't know if you saw that one. No, but it's I, like basically yeah. a player. It's it's like a player piano essentially, and it teaches you the bass part. It's in chapter three, and it will it will show you. It'll light up the key, and it plays it in time the same way as the Tuney player does. And it will, you know, you'll hear the click track and it'll play the part for you in time. But then there's a switch on it where you can switch it to step mode and then you can just trigger the next note. So it'll highlight the next note in yellow and you just finger it and then you can practice like how to play this part on the piano.
0: Oh, man, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. I'm going to have to check that out because I got distracted by the drum part. Like I played with the drum. (laughs) (laughs) So so I mean, and that's really fantastic. And then, uh, you know, you switch you switch between the book and GarageBand, and And so the book provides you with some assets like the loops and, and the whole song kind of being put together and it walks you through, this is how it's done. And then this is how you do it yourself. Yeah. Cool.
1: I, I, I took a lot of elements. Like I remember learning, I learned how to do like Photoshop years ago and the old Adobe classroom in a book. I don't know if you ever used those, yeah, yeah. but they would give you like a CD with it. And it's, it's like lynda.com does it now. It's like, you know, the end of the chapter version of the file and the beginning of the chapter for the next one. So you could jump in anywhere, but you'd have to grab the right asset. And What, like the first versions of the book were just built up, like you had to build the whole song yourself. But it was like, okay, you know, open a new track, create a new track. You were doing so much of the instruction was super, super repetitive. Mm -hmm. And I think if you look at the book now, you won't find a lot of repetitive things in there. So it was really kind of thinking like a coder when we built this book too and how to, how to, how to whittle it down to its least amount of essential elements.
0: Yeah, that's great. And, and I, I want to get more to more of the teaching stuff in the, second half of this uh so the second half will be available on patreon and we'll go a little bit deeper but that man i'm like i'm really loving this project because it combines like coding and music and and teaching which are all passions of mine music to a lesser extent i I listen to a lot of music and i wish i could sing
1: it's all my passions too i just needed to get the yankees involved somehow. <laughs> <on that laughs> there range. we go now you're speaking my yeah. language <laughs>
0: Awesome. And uh, we just lost uh, New England. I think anybody from New England just dropped off of this, but that's okay. No, that's that's fantastic. So uh, so you mentioned that this is a two-year-long project that started as a website, essentially. So, I mean, we know what the big transformation is, but how, how did you get to that transformation, right? Like when did it go from like website to, oh, this should really be a super interactive iBook?
1: I mean, I was kind of involved in the project before I was involved in the project. Mm -hmm. Brent is a great friend of mine and I had been helping him. He had hired me before to do a webpage for the site that, you know, for the project that it was working on earlier that morphed into this. And so it, I don't know. I mean, it it kind of started right away. Like that was just the part. It's typical that like a client doesn't really know what they're hiring you for. They just know that they need you. And sometimes they just grasp at something like, Hey, help me with this because they know that's what you do a lot. But I'm going to actually do a session on WP sessions. It's sort of like this. And the title of it is don't trust your clients. And it's the idea that like your clients, they think they know what their problems are, but Nine times out of 10, they, they're they only scratching the surface. And it's really hard. I mean, just look at your own, like everybody, look at your own, you know, your behaviors. Like there's a lot of things you could fix, but the things that you think to fix, they're just like surface level things. So sometimes you just need to dig in there and find out what the real problem is. And sometimes their problems are symptoms of a greater problem. And putting a band aid on a symptom is not going to really be a great solution for them. So really digging into that. So we're going to do a session on that. I, you know, set that all up with Brian's going to be super fun. I'm excited to share some of that stuff.
0: That's fantastic. And, uh, if the page is up, I will definitely include that in the show notes. I'll also include a link to, uh, Brian's episode. I talked to Brian on the show in season one, uh, and he is, Brian Richards is a great guy too. So that's so cool. So, okay. So we're winding down the first half and there are two questions that I, I, I love to ask these questions. So uh, again, to the best of your ability, uh, what are your plans for the future? Uh, you mentioned that this is the first of many books that are coming out for Two university. Will you continue to be involved with the project, or do you have other ones lined up that you could talk about or anything like that
1: i will I'll always be continue to be involved with it, like what level? you know, we're still working that out. Like really at this point, it's a project, right? Mm-hmm. Like we made one book and now turning that one book into a business, that's a whole nother, whole nother realm. Yeah. And that's not necessarily my expertise. My expert, I really like to build things. I like to find problems and solve those problems, but then the repetitive nature of making more and more of them, I don't know we'll have to see how that fits and see how it fits into my life, but I have some other projects coming up pretty soon. I've had a lot of things that have come my way over the last year and a half. I tried to do some of them on the side mm-hmm. and you know, it's that was hard Hard to do, I've been working on a movie for the last two and a half years, so I really need to get that done by next year. It's a soccer story, so we want to have it out before the World Cup. It's oh, yeah. about my hometown here and its role in American soccer history, so it's like a cool American soccer history piece that we don't have a lot of. So, we definitely want to get that out before the World Cup, and so lots of things happening, but. You know, not ex- sure exactly all the things I'll be doing, but I, I always get in my hands into a lot of different
0: things. Yeah, so. man, it sounds like it. Music and web development and movie making and stuff like that. That sounds, it sounds like you're a, a, a jack of all trades, but like not in like the negative way. <laughs> well, yeah. thanks. Cool. And and so the last question I'll ask for part one is, do you have any trade secrets for us?
1: I don't, I don't know. That's a tough question because, you know, I only know my perspective and you know, I see things the way I see them, and to me, they seem simple to to recognize things the way they are. But I often find when I talk to people, you know, that it's not quite that simple. I think that you know, in trade secret, I guess I would say, like, you know, listen to your clients, hear what your clients have to say. I don't know if you know Shane Perlman from Modern Tribe. He always asks this question. And I think it's such a great question to ask people: is what do I have to do to make this into a win for you? Like you know? And I think if you understand that from people and just always keep your eye on that, like what is, what at the end of this project, what are you going to look back at and say, this was a success. If X happens, I think that you have to always keep that in mind and build everything towards that. It's back to that strategy and tactical implementation again, you know, make sure everything you do is helping, helping achieve that goal of a win for your client.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's, that's almost like uh, you know, like why are they having you do this? Like, how can I make this a win is getting to the why of it all. Right. And you know, you could just be hired to build something, but like you said, clients are hiring you for your expertise and and you're going to be there to, to guide them. Right. You wouldn't just go to the doctor and say, Hey, my leg hurts. So like, give, you know, give me a cast for my leg. If you don't really need that, the doctor's going to help you and diagnose you and give you what you actually need. So.
1: Yeah. But we have to do that too. And I think that, I don't know, I, ran, I ran a conference for a while called Prestige Conference, and yeah. it was all kind of built around this idea of, you know, we, we market it more towards WordPress developers, but it really doesn't matter if you're a musician or a WordPress developer, you're a creative. And I think that developers lose track of the fact that they're creatives. And you need to come up with creative solutions for people and not just do things, you know, the way that you've always done them, make something that fits for them and go the extra mile, make it feel like it's theirs, put their logo on the login page, like do these little things that make it feel like their own solution. I have never really had clients that have come to me and said, hey, I need you to build me a WordPress site, I'm always hesitant of people that come to me with a solution. Like you said, like go to the doctor and say, hey, I need a cast. Well, why do you need a cast? But when they come to you and say that I need a WordPress site, they're sort of doing that already. And for me, WordPress is a tool. I've always said this, but Tooniversity has been a great example of me being able to showcase the fact that it doesn't matter what the tool is. I have a lot of people that help me on this website that you would think are WordPress developers, right? But wordpress designers yeah. or whatever but they would have never said hey i'm an ibook designer or i'm a curriculum designer for music yet yeah, that's exactly what they did so
0: yeah man that's fantastic and that is a great note to end part one on so kiko thank you so much for joining me for part one uh if everybody is interested uh part two of this interview will be over at patreon.com slash how i built it and we're going to get a little bit deeper Thanks again to Kiko so much for joining us for part one. Again, if you want to hear part two, head over to patreon.com slash how I built it. Otherwise, thank you to our sponsors, Liquid Web and WP site Be sure to check them out and thank them. And if you like the show, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Give us a review. It helps other people discover the show. And today I want to thank Ryan Plas for giving us a five star review and he keeps the review short and sweet. He says, Joe does a great job of asking the right questions and getting valuable information out of some of the top minds in the WordPress community. Short and sweet, that's all you need to do too. Head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating today. If you are so moved to do so, maybe I'll read it on the air. Thanks again, and until next time, get out there and build something.